Hello and welcome to the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. This is episode number 48. My name is Ismael San Juan. Thank you so much for being here. LeBron James hits the game winner. The Lakers beat the Warriors 103 to 100 in an instant classic. What a game. Will the Lakers be able to beat the Suns in the first round of the NBA playoffs? And Tim Tebow signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end. Will he be able to make it in the NFL as a tight end? And in the Premier League, the top four finish is going to be crazy. Leicester loses to Chelsea. They no longer control their own destiny. All of this on this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Let's get started. The Lakers defeat the Warriors 103-100 to in an instant classic. What a game. LeBron James, after struggling the whole game, clearly looking hobbled, clearly not 100%. Clearly still a little bit injured. Hits the game winner in Steph Curry's face to seal the game for the Lakers. 103 to 100. What a game. Where were you guys watching this game? Because it was an instant classic. I loved every minute of this game. The intensity of the game at Staples Centers. The Warriors came in in a hot streak. Gave it everything they got. 13-point lead at halftime. Lakers come back firing in the second half. Lakers really clamped down their defense in the second half, control the Warriors for the most part. It was just an amazing game. Two of the greatest players of all time, two of the greatest players of this generation, LeBron James and Steph Curry going at it. It was an spectacle. It validates this playing format. Whoever came up with this playing format must have been tears in their eyes watching how good of a game this was. My God, I was at a bar watching this game, and it was going crazy. It was it was super intense. It was exciting. I, I missed this whole environment. It's one of the first times I'm at a bar really watching like a important game since the pandemic happened. And it was just a joy to experience. I loved every second of it. And as a Laker fan, I must say I was very happy with the conclusion. The Lakers lock up the seventh seed. The Warriors play the Grizzlies tomorrow, Friday night, for that final eighth spot for the West. I do believe with what I saw from the Warriors. It's, it's a rematch of the last game of the season. The Warriors already beat the Grizzlies to get that eight seed for that play-in. Now they play the Grizzlies again. Again, it's going to be uh, in the Bay Area. It's going to be in San Francisco at the Chase Center. And I think the result is going to be the same. I think the Warriors are just playing really good basketball. Grizzlies also had a good game against the Spurs. The Spurs, always well coached by Popovich. Didn't go away easily. They gave the Grizzlies a fight, but the Grizzlies were able to get the victory. But I think it's going to be more of the same. The Warriors just have more firepower firepower than the Grizzlies. Uh, they're going to be able to contain John ja- ja Morant. They're going to expose his, uh, you know, his lackluster three-point shooting ability. And I think Steph Curry is just not going to let the Warriors lose and not make the playoffs. So hopefully, as as a now, I'm, I must say, I wasn't always the biggest fan for Steph, but I've grown to really appreciate him, and uh, it would be a shame if he doesn't make the playoffs. Obviously, we John Morant deserves to be in the in the playoffs at some point, and I think he's going to be great, but I just want to see... I want to see Steph in the playoffs. But back to this game. Man, what, what a show. Like Especially with how there was a lot of swings. The Warriors came out strong. Wiggins came out strong. He blocked LeBron James. He hit a three in his face in the corner. Um, Steph was going off. Draymond Green was controlling the paint. He was completely shutting down AD. It looked like AD wanted no business of 
a Draymond Green. It was it was the Warriors half. Like I was I was watching that game and I was worried. I was like, oh my God, are we really gonna go? Are we really gonna lose? We because I'm a Lakers fan. I'm sorry, I'm a little biased, but I was thinking like, damn, are the Lakers really gonna lose and go play the Grizzlies and win it in your end game? That's bad news, especially because LeBron looked hobbled. You could tell he didn't have the same like explosion off his hops, off his you know attacks to the rims. You could tell he's not a hundred percent. AD looked super passive, super uh, just relaxed. He like he he just passed the ball to everybody else. He looked like he didn't want to take that alpha role when we need when the Lakers really needed AD to take that alpha role with LeBron hobbled. And for the Warriors, it just looked like they were building on their how they finished the season. It just looked like they were they had all the momentum. They they their role players were playing the role. Everyone just looked comfortable. Thirteen point lead for the Warriors going into the half. Steph Curry hits a buzzer beater to end the half. It was it looked like the Warriors were gonna run away with it at some point. It looked like LeBron James was never gonna get it going. It looked like AD was never gonna get going. Uh, I think they had like 11 points combined at the half, and they were shooting like 20%. It was bad. AD hadn't scored a three all game. LeBron James looked hobbled. It looked very dire for Lakers, Lakers fans out there. It looked very dire. It looked like it was going to be Lakers versus Grizzlies. In the second half, the Lakers defense really came through, really slowed down that Warriors offense, allowed the Lakers offense to get into a rhythm if the Lakers wouldn't, wouldn't have been so good defensively last night, I think they would have lost because it took a while for the offense to get going. It took a while for AD to get going. Uh, LeBron James had a decent game. Like, he had the game winner, and we'll touch on that. But without the game winner, like, if you just look at his game, he, he, he was getting some rebounds. You know, he got his assist, but he didn't have that much of an impact as, as a scorer, and I believe it's because he's still a hobble. That ankle still bothered him. But... He got the game winner, and thankfully for Lakers, Laker fans out there, and Lakers AD got going at the end too. He finished with 25 points, and at halftime it looked like he was going to struggle to even get 10. It looked like if he got 15, it was going to be a victory for the Lakers. He finishes with 25. We had Lakers had key contributions from uh, Kuzma. Kuzma had a really good game. Uh, there was like a pass to AD that he had that I don't think Kuzma makes. In the past, uh, he would have probably chucked up a three. This time, the ball gets kicked back out to him. It looks like he's going to shoot. And then midair, he passes it back to AD, two points. I really like the maturation of Kuzma this season. I think he's developed as a player. Uh, hopefully, his his scoring just comes along as the playoffs go through. But we'll see. Caruso had a great game. Caruso, at one point, was like perfect from the field. And... Uh, I think there was just a lot of key contributors. Schroeder, Schroeder had a terrible game. Um, three for 14, just absolutely terrible game. Uh, I think he, I think that he's not going to play that bad the rest of the playoffs. He's, he's had some good games. He's been kind of hot and cold lately, but I think Schroeder, he's still uh, going to be reliable for the playoffs. And I think Drummond, Drummond's going to... His minutes are going to go down because AD at the five is what the Lakers need. When, when AD... And Drummond are playing together. I think AD just plays too passive. He likes to step into the three-point line too much. He doesn't like to get down and dirty under the paint, under the basket. 
And I think we need more of AD down there just dominating. Because in the first half, not going to lie, I was getting very frustrated seeing AD uh, mashed up against Draymond Green. And instead of trying to back him down, instead of trying to, you know, bully him, take advantage of his height, he would, like, post him up once or twice, like one dribble, two dribble, and then kick out. And one thing I also noticed about the Lakers, they were trying to do a bunch of little touch, like bounce passes into the middle, into the paint. And those just turned into like a lot, a lot of turnovers. Credit for the Warriors for anticipating those bounce passes, for cutting the lane, for getting their hand in there, forcing all those turnovers. But that was one of the frustrations as a Laker fan that I was, when I was watching the game, I thought they were trying to do too many bounce passes into the, into the lane, into the, under the basket and they weren't working out. But the game came down to LeBron James making that clutch shot at the end after getting hit in the eye by Draymond Green. LeBron James said that he was he saw two to three ba- uh, baskets out there. I, I don't know if he's serious. I don't know if he's just playing the media. But regardless, he did get hit in the face. It looked like his eyes were getting a little watery. He got poked in the eye by Draymond Green. And to hit that game-winning shot at the end, that was just – it was a perfect finish for a great game. Uh, I wish the Warriors best of luck against the Grizzlies. I do believe they're going to win. And for the Lakers, they move on to the Suns, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. But overall, the best play-in game so far validates this whole system. We got to see Steph versus LeBron James. Let me know. What you, let me know what you guys think about the game. Was it fun? Did you guys enjoy it? Are you guys glad there's a there's a playing game, or should we just go back to the old format where you know the first eight seeds go in, and then they figure it out? But personally, I like the play-in. Didn't really like the East, the games in the East. They weren't that good. The Celtics blew out the Wizards. The Pacers blew out the Hornets. But the West, the West playing games are good. Grizzlies versus Spurs. You know, they both play like very fundamental basketball. It was a really good game. And then the Warriors versus the Lakers just was chef's kiss. Mwah. It was perfect. It was a great game. I, I enjoyed every second of it. I, I think instant classic. But yeah, let me know if you guys enjoy the playing or not. But moving along, the Lakers, by virtue of beating the Warriors, they lock up the seventh seed. They will now play the Phoenix Suns, and they open as one-point favorites for game one against the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix, which just goes to show that Vegas, the bookies, everyone still respect the Lakers a lot, even though LeBron James is not 100%. Even though, even though they barely beat the Warriors and, you know, they look like they don't have everything together just yet, they still open up as one-point favorites against the Suns, and that's because it's the Lakers, you know, the biggest team in the NBA, defending champions, and they, when healthy, AD and LeBron James are still both top five players in this league. So I think I think that's pretty much they got it on, on point. I do think the Suns are going to be a threat. I don't think the Lakers are just going to beat them 4-0 or anything like that. But I do think the Lakers should be favorites in this series. I do think that just the Suns' lack of playoff experience is going to catch up to them. I know Chris Paul, he's been there forever. Anywhere he goes, that team always makes the playoffs. It seems like the impact that Chris Paul has had on the Suns cannot be, you know, ignored. Devin Booker has taken that next step. The bubble, it really showed that he was he he wants to be in the playoffs. He wants to lead the Suns to the playoffs. Now with the running mate like Chris Paul, 
you could see his improvement this season, just taking that next step into being a real, like, impactful superstar. Chris Paul just knows how to dictate pace. He's smart. He's savvy. Um, one of the smartest players in the NBA. Just Monty Williams has done a great, great job with the Suns. I've always liked Monty Williams. I think he's a great guy. He's had some, like, sound bites in the locker room that you're just like, wow, this guy looks like super motivational. He knows what he, he knows how to connect with his players. I would love to play for Monty Williams as I was a player. I just, I hear great things about him. He, he's a great coach. He looks like he's a great person. He's, he, he just looks like a great speaker. He could connect with you one-on-one. But with all that being said, I just think it's a little too early for the Suns. It's unfortunate for the Suns that they have this great of a season. One of the best seasons in their franchise in a long time since they haven't made a playoff since 2010. So it just it sucks for the Suns that they have this great season, unprecedented season. Like a lot of a lot of pundits and you know surveys and ESPN, Bleacher Report, and all these you know preseason surveys. A lot of them didn't have the Suns even making the playoffs, even after the acquisition of Chris Paul. And for them to not only make the playoffs, but, you know, be the number one seed or two seed as like the whole way, the whole way they were always up there. Number one, number two, number three, they finished as number two. And it's just unfortunate for the Suns that after uh, such a great season, after, you know, having so many lows these last few years, to finally have a great season, to finally have a really good record, and they, their reward for that is the Lakers in the first round, the defending champions going up against AD and LeBron James and the rest of the crew. It's rather unfortunate, but I think the Suns, I think the Suns will be ready for this. Uh, I think all these games are going to be closed. Like I said, Chris Paul, he's a dog, he's a fighter. Devin Booker, you could tell that he he loves to score, he loves to compete, he likes he likes the challenge. So I think it's going to be a great series. I do have the Lakers winning this series in six, though. Um, just, I would say five, but LeBron James looks like he's still a little horrible. He's not 100%. So I do I do see them. I do, I do see the Suns pushing this to six games. But in the end, the Lakers experience, the Lakers just top, top talent will come through. And I think uh, they should win in six. I would not be surprised if they win in five, but... That takes nothing away from the Suns. They've had a great, great, great season. Um, I think they lead the league in field goal percentage. Uh, like I said, Monty Williams has coached this team really, really good. They like to run. They like to shoot a lot of threes. They have a lot of key rotational players. But I just don't think it's going to be enough for the Lakers. If AD if AD gets going, like there's no one on the Suns that could check AD. And and for the same like on the same breath, there's no one that could check LeBron James either. They do have some players that you could throw at him, but like you know, no one could really check LeBron James. Um, but will I be surprised if the Suns beat the beat the Lakers if they push it to seven? If they actually go through, I I think I think I would. I think uh, I, not not to take anything away from the Suns. I know there's gonna be Suns fans that watch this, but. I would be very surprised if the Suns actually win this series or even push it to seven. I think six games, Lakers in six is is good. And I think Chris Paul, he's he's aging like fine wine. I don't think 
he's going to be done by any means after the season. I, I still think he has two to three good years after this. I think Devin Booker is going to continue to take that next step. I think now the Phoenix Suns might be able to track somebody in free agency just because, you know, now you got two two legit stars. You got DeAndre Ayton coming up. You know, you start looking a little bit more appealing to these free agents. So I think I think this is good for the Suns. Some playoff experience um, against LeBron James. That's You can't get better playoff experience than that. And I think next year they come back and they might be legit title contenders next year. I just think it's a little too early this year. But if the Lakers play like they did against the Warriors in the first half, then all bets are off. They could lose. And I, I just will look like a dumbass saying that they're going to win in six. Because if they just play, come and play out like that, if LeBron James is hurt, if AD just comes out and doesn't look like he's really interested or he's not really, uh, he doesn't want to go tough it out under the rim, then I could see how the Suns could sneak out. But final verdict, Lakers in six. Tim Tebow signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars officially as a tight end. It's They put ink on that paper. Tim Tebow is a Jacksonville Jaguar. He will play tight end. Congratulations to Tim Tebow. Um, I wish him best of luck. I hope he makes the team. I hope he's a key contributor. I hope he gets 1,000 yards. I hope he gets 10 touchdowns. But well, do I think he's going to succeed? I don't. Uh, he couldn't make it as a quarterback. I, I don't think the transition to a tight end is that easy. You got to block. You got to catch. You got to make tough catches down the middle. You got to take hits. I think uh, Urban Meyer did Tim Tebow a solid. And, you know, this life that we're all, this world is just about connections. You know, you could be the smartest person in the world. I mean, you, you still get somewhere. But if you know the right people, that could get you a long way. And Tim Tebow, his old coach, is now a head coach in the NFL. And he got him a tight end position. And hopefully Tim Tebow is able to make the most of it. Hopefully he makes the final roster. Hopefully he has a great season. We'll see how good of hands he has. Uh, I think he played a little when he was with the Jets tight end. They put him out in some packages. Personally, his hands never really caught my attention. Uh, Is he going to be down to get down and dirty and make those blocks at the end of the line? Is he going to be good? Is he going to be big enough and strong enough to chip off defensive ends when they're trying to pass rush? Um, Trevor Lawrence, that, that remains to be seen, but... If anything, if there's one thing I could applaud Urban Meyer for this, is that he's taking the shine, he's taking the cameras off Trevor Lawrence. Everyone's talking Tebow. I'm I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the season, if Tebow makes a catch or two, or if he's still on the roster, the circus that Tim Tebow brings, and and circus I just mean by noise and all the attention, because Tim Tebow is one. His name is just huge, but the circus that Tim Tebow brings will kind of take some of that pressure away from Trevor Lawrence. If he has a bad game, but Tebow has a catch or two or has some highlight plays, then Tim Tebow will probably get the headlines and you could just keep coaching Trevor Lawrence in the back, away from the cameras, not so much attention. So in, as, in that angle, with that take, I, I could see why it would be a good move to bring in Team Tebow as a tight end. But do I think he's better than these other free agent tight ends that are available in the market that I don't even have to look up. I don't even have to look up their names, but they've been playing tight end their whole year, their whole career. They've they're probably played multiple seasons in the NFL as a tight end, and now they're free agents and they're trying to just sign on to a team. 
is Tim Tebow going to be better than those free agents or maybe an undrafted player that didn't get drafted in the NFL draft that just passed and is now just waiting to get signed, hopefully to get a chance in the NFL? Is he better than those undrafted rookies from this past draft? Realistically, no, but that's not what it's really about. It's about Tim Tebow is going to sell jerseys. He's going to put seats. He's going to put butts on those seats. And he has a connection with Urban Meyer. So can't really blame Tim Tebow. He 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 knows that coach. He got an opportunity. He's taking it. Um, and credit to Tim Tebow for still being fit after all these years out of the NFL. I know he tried to get into the MLB. He tried to give it a shot as a baseball player. That didn't work out. He's been an analyst for you know college football for God knows how long. But he's still fit. He's still I saw some pictures of him on the field. He looks like he's in shape. He looks like he looks like a tight end. So he might be able to get it done. I'm not rooting against him. I'm actually rooting for him. Um but if anything, this just takes a lot of the pressure off Trevor Lawrence. You know, there's people are just gonna be talking about Tebow if he does make that team, if he makes a few plays throughout the season. And realistically, I think he, he might be like the third string tight end. He might get a couple plays every game. And it's just kind of cool to see Tim Tebow back in the league. Let me know what you guys think. I know there's a lot of people out there that are really mad about this, that think, you know, he doesn't deserve that shot, that they, some this this roster spot should be given to somebody else, somebody that really needs it, someone that's been playing tight end for a, a lot of years. But, if hey, if, if Tim Tebow sticks around, if he makes the final roster, I think he, he would have earned it because there's no way that, they really keep him if he's just like some media PR like stunt move. Like he actually has to show some signs of being a tight end in off season and and you know training camp. So we'll see how Tim Tebow does. Let me know what you guys think on this whole Tim Tebow situation. Uh, if there's Jaguars fans watching this, let me know if you guys are mad at this. If you guys just want you know this whole spectacle, this whole circus to be gone. Like, you don't really care about Tim Tebow. Like, at the end of the day, like, realistically, how many yards is he going to get? Like, less than 200, probably. Maybe a touchdown. If that, he might just be, like, a special teamer tight end. Like, go make a tackle and line up on our three tight end sets at the end of the line. But we'll see. I'm rooting for Tim Tebow. Let me know what you guys think. And to conclude, Chelsea beat Leicester City 2-1, to one, and they take control of that top four finish that these teams are so, so eager to get. Chelsea, after losing to Leicester City in the FA Cup final, bounced back and beat Leicester City at home in front of fans for the first time. It was a great game. Chelsea dominated from end to end. It was just, it was such a good game. Uh, Stanford Bridge was rumbling. It was packed with fans for the first time in a long time. Thomas Tuchel addressed the media after the game and just gave his gratitude for how how much of a difference fans really make. And it was, you could just tell the ambiance, the players' energies, like the stakes of the game were just so much higher with fans in the stadium. Chelsea looked like they were invigorated they were they had so much energy they were playing with passion they, were, they had like a fire lit under them they were running around they thoroughly dominated the whole game werner again had two goals called off by var one by offsides one because he pushed it in with his hand or arm 
unfortunate for Warner. It looks like this, this he probably just wants the season to end. If if he scores the winner at the Champions League final, that would be some crazy like turn of events. Just the whole the way the season has gone for Warner, I'm pretty sure he just wants it to end a fresh new season. Yeah, he would love to get some silverware, but I'm pretty sure he's fed up with this season. Just super unlucky for Warner. He's had a lot of goals called off because of offsides or some like crazy circumstances, some VAR circumstances, either an offside here and offsides there, handball. But all in all, Chelsea looked like the better team. 100% deserved this victory. Leicester, they came out flat. They conceded too much of the possession to Chelsea. Their attacks never really came to anything. Uh, Leicester didn't really ever uh, put a threat on Chelsea. They did get that vic- They did get that goal off a Chelsea mistake that Ihiniacho buried it into the bottom right corner. Shout out to Ihiniacho. He just continues to score goals. But other than that, Leicester didn't really look dangerous at the end. They added five minutes. They probably could have added 10. Leicester still wouldn't have scored. They didn't re- really put too much danger into Chelsea like to tie the game. Even after Leicester had scored that one goal to cut to cut the deficit to one, they were never really pushing for that second goal. It never really felt like, oh my God, the second goal is imminent. It's going to come. It's going to like just a couple more minutes, just a couple more chances and it's going to happen. Never really looked at that way. Chelsea has been super solid at the bag since Thomas Tuchel came over took over the team from Frank Lampard and Chelsea now with one game left control their destiny uh, leapfrogging over Leicester in the standings Chelsea now has 67 points after 37 games Leicester goes from third to fifth with the Liverpool victory at Burnley 3-0 victory now Leicester City is tied with Liverpool at 66 points but Liverpool have a four four goal goal differential advantage so going into this last matchup this last week this last game Chelsea control their own destiny uh they play Aston Villa at Aston Villa that by no means is an easy game Aston Villa does have the potential to upset Chelsea and Leicester play Tottenham and Tottenham has just been up and down this whole season so we'll see how that finishes out but Leicester at least have a Europa League guaranteed they can't fall out of Europa. But we'll see who finishes in the Premier League, in the Champions League top four spots. Huge victory for Chelsea. Um, now they have the Champions League final coming up against Manchester City. We'll see how that plays out. But Chelsea could get, could control their own destiny. They could finish in the top four. We'll see how Leicester do. I do feel really bad for Leicester because almost the exact same scenario happened last year. When Leicester looked like they were going to finish in the top four, they're going to finish top two. Then, all right, at least we're going to be the third team. All right, let's just hold on for top four. And they crashed out at the end, narrowly missing out on a top four finish to secure Champions League. And this year, more of the less, uh, I think that tie or, or loss against, I think it was a tie against Newcastle like two weeks ago that really hurt them. And uh, Leicester is such an easy team to root for, like, their whole history, how they came up, winning the league, winning the FA Cup, their players, Vardy, Schmeichel, Tielemans, their coach, Brendan Rodgers. There's just a lot of team things to like about Leicester City, the way their owner, the way they run their team. And it's just rather unfortunate. I feel bad for Leicester for giving up their top four spot. But there is one 
game left. So we'll see how this finishes out. What do you guys think? Do Leicester have it in them to finish in the top four? Will Chelsea or Liverpool choke in this last game? I think this is how the table is going to finish. City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Leicester. And Leicester will go to Europa. Unfortunate for Leicester, maybe next year, but they still have had a great season. By no means is this a bad season. FA Cup victory, qualify for Europa League again. You know, being up there the whole season, competing with these super teams, the elite six of the Premier League, I think Leicester have to hang their head high. Uh, They've played a great season. But this should conclude this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Till the end, if you got here, uh, right now the Celtics are playing against... No, not the Celtics. The Wizards are playing against the Pacers, so I'm going to tune into that. Uh, And the first round of the playoffs starts on Saturday. Tomorrow, the Warriors play the Grizzlies for that last spot in the playoffs, so make sure to tune into that. Also, this Premier League finishes up this weekend, so make sure there's a lot of sports going on right now. So, you know, if you, if you got if you want sports to watch, there's a lot of things going on right now. But with that being said, have a great rest of your day. Um, out. <laughs>